listening to the Taming Crazy podcast with Alicia, Deb, and Sue, where each week we'll share our views from the middle. We're talking the ups, the downs, and everything in between of being a midlife woman in today's world. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Today we thought we'd talk about something that is not normally talked about in midlife, and that's about friendships. What I've read lately is that loneliness is a growing issue, especially in midlife, and it often goes unnoticed because everyone looks like they're so busy with family and responsibilities that we don't notice that many people just go home to an empty house or even feel lonely when there's people around them. And I don't think we realize how many people are missing and maybe longing for deeper connections with women, especially since I think historically women are meant to be part of a social structure. And we don't seem to have that anymore. What do you think about that, Sue? Well, it's really weird because this was one of the things that kind of got me thinking, well, something's going on here with my life. Because it wasn't that I was dissatisfied with the friendships that I had. It's just that all of a sudden I was looking for something different and I wanted more meaningful connections and I wanted to hang out with people that I had things in common with and I wanted to have the conversations that would lead me to understanding more about that person at kind of a deeper level than that very superficial level that I had with a lot of people that I know. And it just, it felt really weird. So yeah, I can completely see why people get lonely in midlife because there's already so much going on that, you know, when all of a sudden you're thinking, what's going on with me? Am I really unlikable? Because, you know, all of a sudden I don't necessarily want to be around these people anymore. And that's kind of what I wondered. I was like, is it me? Have I gone really weird? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm I'm not going to say anything about that. You know, it's a definite possibility. And I'm I'm open to that. But um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it started for me. And it was just, you know, sort of the more I've read, the more I've learned, you know, this is really not unusual. Yeah, I think it also depends on what your definition of friendship is. Like, I think it changes over time. I just think that, you know, when you're younger, that's a different kind of friendship. You know, you're hanging out Mm -hmm. with friends all the time. But as you get older, I don't know, I think your definition of friendship changes. Mm -hmm. Deb, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I feel I have more acquaintances now than friends. You know, with being empty nesters, I think that it changes. And I don't think I give people the time of day, you know, as much as I probably would have years ago. Whether or not that's, (laughs) I'm just moody and there's certain days I just don't want to be around people or is it, I don't have things in common with people. So it's definitely changed. And I think my tolerance towards people, unfortunately, has changed. (laughs) I agree with that. (laughs) I absolutely agree with that too. I think you're right uh, right on the button with that one. I think it's almost like we're looking for more of a quality friendship than a quantity. You know, I used to think that having a lot of friends was what normal people had. And being a classic introvert, I always was on the outside looking in thinking, okay, you know, that's what normal people do. They have lots of friendship and they go out and socialize and I never felt comfortable doing that and it's only after many years of talking about it and actually learning about introverts I realized it's very normal to feel okay with not being an extrovert so Mm -hmm. I think that has a little bit to do with it as well 
having just you know a few friends that you can have deep connections with is better than having 500 Facebook friends. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I was just going to say, actually, do you think social media has made a difference? Because, like, I would never have met you had it not been for social media. And I, you know, we kind of chit-chat on Twitter and, like, message each other and things like that. But it's not that I have to be in your face, I have to see you every day, I have to see you every week. Or, you know, even though I now am talking to you every week. (laughs) (laughs) And I have a drink with you every week. Um, But do you think social media has made a difference to that in that, you know, you can reach so many people that you don't have to almost make that effort to see everybody all the time. I think you you can have quality friendships on social media. Absolutely. And I mean, there are people I talk with all the time that I've never met in real life. Mm-hmm. But I almost think that takes the pressure off. Yeah, that's true. It's like some people click together and that's perfectly fine and others don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Internet friendships are replacing real life friendships, which is kind of sad because I really do think that nothing beats having a good face to face chat. Mm-hmm. But we live in a global world now where, you know, I think the three of us weren't born in Canada. So, you know, you leave family behind, you leave friends behind. So social media then replaces and keeps you connected with those people. Mm-hmm. So there's a good and a bad about it, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things, like you say, I mean, I've been here in Canada for, for 10 years and the the people that I grew up with or the, the friends that, you know, I've had since our kids were really, really small, they're still my friends, but mm-hmm. I don't see them anymore because, you know, physically I'm, I'm not able to. And I think that kind of hit me quite hard as I came into midlife. It was like, well, where did all my friends go? And I was like, oh, yeah, you left them. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You, you left them when you moved. And so, you know, part of that as well is kind of going out and thinking oh god I have to make new friendships and and like you I'm an introvert so to do that takes a lot of energy and sometimes I just I don't want to do that so I'm really happy when like I have friends that don't need me all the time oh they're the best friends like <laughs> like I have to say like the people that don't need me all the time are the best like mm-hmm. if you really need me I will be there like I will do whatever I can to be there but the the superficial little things I just can't deal with and I think it's being an introvert and just going through midlife I think it just I think you're more sure of what who you are. So you don't need to prove yourself to anybody anymore. I think mm-hmm. sometimes friendships you having, they expect too much from you. That's mm-hmm. just what I think. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Which means don't expect too much from me, in other words. But, but I think new friendships are really hard because you don't share a history with them. So it's a different kind of a friendship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a few girls that when I go back home, I can pick up the phone and it feels like I've never left. And I mean, I might not have spoken to them for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And the whole conversation that we have is seamless because we have a shared history. Yeah. So when you have a new friend, you don't have that history to fall back on. So you're having to be a little more open, I guess, and more authentic. And, and that takes a little bit more vulnerability because you're just talking small talk, which as I said last week, I'm rubbish at, although Deb, you're pretty good at it. Yeah, I don't know. 
or why, but I can small talk with anyone, definitely. And I think it's just from, you know, again, when I was younger and being married back then to an extrovert, I was almost forced into always being social and going here and going there. And it really wasn't me, but I have 23 years of being, you know, forced into that sort of a relationship with people all the time. And I think I just learned how to small talk. And now I'm a little more guarded with people. And I'm definitely an introvert myself. <laughs> so, you know, my relationships are completely changed, you know, and it, it's the way I want it to be now instead of the way it almost had to be back then. Yes. So you're more yourself now. Yes. Definitely. But it wasn't all bad because you picked up a few social skills. (laughs) (laughs) There's a few positives in there. And that's one of them. I have to say, sort of, in midlife, I think there are times when I'm more socially awkward than I was in my teens. (laughs) Which is is not good. It's like going through puberty again. Yeah. Only I don't really care so much what people think of me anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of weird, isn't it? The fact that, you know, you you feel like you're going through puberty again for many, many reasons. But it's like, yeah, I don't really care. At the end of it, you know, I'm just going to go home, close the door and put my pyjamas on and... Whip your bra off. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) So why do you think friendships kind of change in midlife? Like, why is it so hard? I don't have co-workers that I see every day. And when you go to work and you make friendships at work, it's effortless because you're seeing those people every day. But when you are not forced to be with them every day, that's a bad word, forced, but you know what I mean. (laughs) When you're with them every day, you don't have to make arrangements to see people. And when you have to make arrangements to see people, it requires effort. And the older you get, that effort is like, really, like, do I really need to do that? And if you have social anxiety, which for me became way worse when I hit perimenopause, like when I didn't even want to go across the the street to the mailbox in case my neighbor saw me and I would have to talk to them. Then you become a little bit more introverted and you're staying at home and, and because that's your comfort zone. So I didn't want to put myself out there. Yeah. And I think the other thing is as well, as your kids get more independent, You kind of, not necessarily deliberately, but you don't have those same opportunities to meet people like you did previously. Because thinking back to when my boys were a bit younger, you know, I would like my main place for meeting people was the rink. It was through hockey. And it was just, you know, every season there'd be a a brand new set of parents, it felt like, you know, you'd see the same faces and things like that. And one of the things that I loved most which is ridiculous looking back, was actually going to have the team photos done, which is an absolute gong show. But I got to see all these people I hadn't seen in ages. So I loved it. (laughs) But as your kids get older and they can take themselves to practice and you're only going to the games every now and again, you're just not meeting people in the same way. And so I think just from that happening as well, my social circle has shrunk quite a bit. Yeah, I think that's true. And plus, you know, I'm not always looking for friendships, but maybe I should be. (laughs) Maybe that's the problem. (laughs) Kind of goes back to what we were saying before. It's 
you know, sort of that difference from, you know, when you're in puberty and you wanted to be really popular and you wanted to know everybody and you wanted to be hanging with the right people. And now there's this realisation that sometimes the right people is just you and you don't need everyone else. And I think it's kind of nice to be able to sink into that in midlife and just cherish those opportunities. Well, yeah. exactly. I, I think that there's not that need to fit in anymore. It's like, okay, you were always a square peg and you never would fit into that circle, but now you're fine with it. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, you know, I always had a problem with like fitting in because I never fit into anything. So I always thought that that was something wrong with me. But actually, now I'm fine with it because, you know, we're we're all different and mm-hmm. none of us fit into anything because there's nothing to fit into. Mm-hmm. No. no, absolutely. And I think with social media, that that is a big factor. There's a group for anybody and everything. I think a lot of people are, are using social media for their um, entertaining, their, you know, conversations. Well, I think you're right with that because... A couple of years ago, I joined these groups because I wanted to see what people were talking about. And it seems that friendships, even though this, these groups have thousands and thousands of women from all over the world, they're all searching for friendship. Yeah, it's, it's that connection with other people. Mm-hmm. I think that in midlife, you're, you're more bothered about, you know, when you connect with somebody, it's just you want it to be easy. You, yeah. you don't want to have to work too hard for it. I mean, Deb, I, I really wish I had small talk skills because I, <laughs> if I ever had them, I swear I've lost them somewhere. <laughs> I'm better at that than the other few. <laughs> oh, I doubt it. <laughs> it's, it's just so strange because, you know, friendship is one of those things that you don't think about. You know, you know, again, it keeps coming back to puberty. You know, that's that time of life when you're just constantly thinking about who do you know? What are you doing? You know, where are you going next and everything? And you kind of drift through life and it's almost like you accumulate friends. And then midlife just feels almost as if you sort of shed them for various reasons. So mm-hmm. do you think you outgrow your friendships a lot of times? I kind of think so. You know, there's that meme or whatever, and it's kind of people sort of join you. Some people are only supposed to be there for a day and some people are there for a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this kind of idea that people, I was going to say serve a purpose, but that's too cold. But that they're almost there to, you know, just to be part of your life in that short time. I, I don't know really where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's not that thing where they're in your life for a season, a reason, that's or it. something yes. else. Yeah, it's whatever that, that is. That idea. I, I think that's true. And I, I've had a lot of friends through the years, but not a lot of really close, meaningful ones because, you know, I don't have those social skills of how was your weekend? What did you do? I want to know, oh, what? how are you feeling what are you thinking you know all of those things and that yep. scares people a lot of times <laughs> so <laughs> no, no, she's gonna ask me about feelings again <laughs> you know it's almost like deb i need to learn a little bit of your skills i think yeah, i'll do the intro and then you can follow up <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm missing i'm missing the intro i can't go right in with the meat and potatoes that's right <laughs> So what do you think people should do if they're looking for meaningful friendships? Like, do you have any suggestions? You know, sometimes it's useful just to think about what you enjoy doing. And like, I remember when I was doing the interviews, lots of people were, were talking about 
this and they kind of thought about what it was that they themselves needed and you know they they were just they kind of started off by looking at what they wanted to do and finding a way to do it so if it was something like cross stitch was there a cross stitch group they could join and meeting people that way so that at least there was that starting point of having something in common because for a lot of people they were saying they didn't have their kids anymore and the kids had always been that introductory thing for them so i think like it seems to be having a hobby or you know wanting to try something new is a helpful way to do it i think it makes a difference if you have a really good relationship at home with your partner your husband or whoever because i think if you don't have that i think maybe it's more important to search for those friendships yeah i know a lot of people that have kind of been through breakups and they've really kind of thrown themselves into ways of meeting new people just so that they aren't on their own at home so that they do have places to go so that they are meeting new people it seems like a lot of women go through divorce in midlife which i think it's is quite interesting because as we say if we change is our partner changing with us if we're changing are we growing in the same direction as our partner mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, again, sort of the the whole empty nest thing, kids getting up and, you know, becoming more independent, leaving home, there's not that kind of perceived need to keep on a united front anymore. And like you say, if people are growing apart and everything, there's sometimes that, well, I'm still young, I'm going to do what I want while I still can. Right. Deb, what do you think? Yes, I think growing apart, of course, is a big is a big factor in, in divorce and, and like myself being in my 40s and be and you know having a divorce i think it changes everything you were a couple you know and you did a lot together and i think because of that age you start to become even more independent and maybe wanting something different and it's just a big factor i know it was for me it was a big factor but you're also i find um, aware of the world you know at that age at that stage and you're in a place where you don't want to be anymore unfortunately mm-hmm. did you lose friends when you went through a divorce yes yeah lost friends but it, you know I started losing friends even before the divorce you know because we were going two separate ways right. and I, I mm-hmm. was fine with that and I was okay with that they were more couple friends anyway than an independent friend yeah I, I guess when you go through that you actually really know who your friends are that's right you know, it's almost like a test of that, isn't it? Where your your real friends would be sticking by you and supporting you. And the ones that weren't probably weren't that great of a friend to begin with. No, absolutely. I mean, the other thing about sort of friendships and last year, I I had seven friends and acquaintances pass away. Oh, wow. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was not a good year for for that reason. And, you know, that was something I had never expected to happen, to have friends widowed at, at such a young age, because so many of them were. And, you know, kind of that affects friendships as well. It's like, well, you know, how, how do I maintain this 
and with with some it it's been good and it's been fine and with others that there there just isn't that connection there anymore which is really sad but at the same time i appreciate that they've got enough to go through you know they don't need to be keeping up friendships with me but i think that's a another thing about those friendships but at the same time having a friend that was terminally ill helped me develop friendships with people that were previously just acquaintances that I met at get-togethers. So again, it was just that, you know, there's this very strange thing with with friendships, with loss, where you, you do still make these connections with people and get on with it at the same time. Like it wasn't deliberate. I didn't ever, you know, think, oh, well, you know, my friends died. You know, we need to be making this connection sort of as a little group because we're going to all stick together through thick and thin. It, It wasn't like that. It was just during that immediate time, we were the only people that could kind of support each other. Right. That's a really good point because when you add grief, into the equation I think that changes everything too Mm -hmm. and I think a lot there is a lot of grief that comes with losing friendships you know not necessarily because someone's died but you know if you've been really good friends with somebody and for whatever reason you know it, it just all fades away you know there is kind of a grieving process to go through with that as well yeah I think there is a sense of loss a lot of times people think that they have really good friendships and when they fade away there, there is a sense of loss and I think it's the same as a divorce you know people don't necessarily grieve the divorce but they it's a sense of loss Mm -hmm. so I was just thinking have you watched wine country Yes, I did. So <laughs> I, I love that. I think it's hilarious. And I think when I watched that, there was some sadness for me. I was like, oh, I, I don't have a group like that. You know, I, I don't know who I would ever do that with. And then I was like, you know, it's probably just as well. I would be so sick of them. <laughs> you know, yeah. just all that company and doing things and everything. I, I would be such a a pain in the arse to be around and be like oh god do we have to really but I love the idea of it and that's the thing right it's that idea of it like I'm like I I so desperately want to be part of something like that but I would want to kill people by the second day so <laughs> maybe that's why they were drinking a lot because yeah um, maybe that's what it is we have a minibus and we have lots of wine I think that's the key See, the minibus with the wine looked a lot of fun to me. (laughs) Have you seen it, Deb? No, I haven't, but I'm going to have to now. Oh, it's really funny. So is there anything else we need to add about friendships? I would probably say don't stress too much about it. If you've got a lot of friends and a big social group and that works for you, then that's absolutely fabulous. If you don't, and you just have a few friends that you meet up with every now and again, great. You know, I think one of the nice things about being in midlife is being able to take that step back and go, "Ah, it doesn't really matter. That didn't work for me. Been there, tried it, not doing it again. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with just being comfortable in your own skin and not trying too hard. Yeah. I know a lot of people, I, very few of them I can call my friends and I'm totally fine with that mm-hmm. because I think if you were going through a crisis, it's those people that run to your side are the people that really mean something and those are the ones you should care about. Mm-hmm. 
Deb, what do you think? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think you've just got to be okay with what you're comfortable with, whether it is a large group of people and you're that type of a person, or like you say, you and your husband have a good relationship, um, you know, he's your best friend. That's okay too. I think you've just got to be okay with whatever works for you and not the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And at this point in our life, I think we're all past that. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> And that being said, I think all that we have to do now is plan a wine trip. Yes, and find a minibus driver that's going to let us sing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fabulous. And until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.